Hey, welcome to the podcast, Brave in the Attempt. I'm your host, Wyatt Spaulding. And today, I got something on my mind that I want to talk about, and that is having a disability. How nobody wants to really have a disability. Now, what I mean by that is, think about this real quick. As a parent, do you really want your kid to have a disability? Do you, like, wish for your kid before they're born to have a disability? No, you don't. You don't wish for your kid to have a disability. You want them to be healthy and safe and have no problems when they're born. And face adversity way later on in life. But that's just not true for some babies that are brought into the world. Like me, I was one of them. When my twin brother Wes and I were going to be born, my mom told me that she pictured two healthy boys. And that's what her and my dad wanted. They wanted two healthy twin boys. But they didn't get that. I was born and had all these medical problems. My esophagus wasn't attached to my stomach. And I was just like, all these problems one after another for like the first six months of my life. In the first six months of a baby's life, you imagine them at home with you and you get a hold of them and touch them and, you know, just let them be a baby. But for me, that wasn't uh, what occurred. My parents couldn't even touch me when I was born or barely touch me because I was hooked up to all these tubes and I was like in this incubator thing. And all they could do sometimes was rub my forehead. And that was it. And I bet there's a lot of parents out there that have a, a kid or a grown child uh, with a disability. And their kid's all grown up and has a disability. That's what I meant. And I bet when they were born, maybe they were like me and they were hooked up all the tubes or you know, things didn't go the way they planned. When their kid was born, because when you are diagnosed with a disability, it's not like it's just a walk in the park. It's very traumatic and hard, obviously, on the person that has the disability, but on the family members as well, just to watch their child or sibling go through all that. And so the reason why I'm kind of talking about this and how the title of this episode is Nobody wants to have a disability, and it's true. Nobody really, nobody wants to have a disability. But I feel that sometimes in Special Olympics, just because it's called Special Olympics, people think, oh, having a disability really isn't that bad. Having a disability is a good thing. And I've, I run into people sometimes, I feel like they say that because they want to make us like feel better about having a disability. And let's face it, there are probably people that are glad they're not us and they ha- and they don't have to deal with having a disability. But honestly, it's just the way we are. We have a disability. And we shouldn't be afraid to admit, like, yeah, I'll say, like, yeah, I have a disability. You know, or I live with a disability. I'm not ashamed of it. And no one should be ashamed of having a disability just like you're not ashamed of your skin color, or the way you look, or how tall you are, or how skinny you are, or strong you are, or whatever. 
Don't be afraid of how, you know, of how you're made in life. And I think people think that, you know, all having a disability is, that's why they call it special is because it makes you special and everything. And I'm not saying we should change the name of special. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying don't label people, the athletes, with the word special all the time. I hate that. I hate when they label us with special. Or they put special on everything. One time, I heard of this place, this ice cream place that opened up in uh, uh, in Nebraska. And they called it like special scoops. And I'm just like, why not just call it scoops? Why do you have to put special on it? Just call it scoops, people. Come on, you're killing me here. Just call it scoops. Not no special. Just because you hire people with disabilities that work there, which is great. That's awesome you do that. But don't call it special just because they play Special Olympics. Just call it scoops. You would do that for anybody that didn't have a disability. And if you hired a bunch of people that didn't have disabilities, you wouldn't just you wouldn't call it special scoops. You'd call it scoops. Otherwise, I'll track a little bit. But that was just my opinion on that. But my point is, is that our disabilities do not make us special. Because having a disability is awful. <clears throat> Being diagnosed with a disability, you're stuck with all these things that you're, you have to deal with for the rest of your life. Whether it's intellectual or physical, whatever it is. It's kind of like a burden or a or baggage, or I don't know, there's probably a better word for it, but that you're with for the rest of your life. Like for me, I have CP in my right hand. And I I hate it. I don't like only having one good arm. Now I'm used to it. I learned to adapt and do things with just one good arm. Or I can do things with both arms, but I have to figure out different ways to do it. But I do I wish I had two good hands? Do good arms? Yeah, I do. I see all the things that my brother can do, or my sisters, or parents, or friends with two arms that I'm not able to do. Like lifting things, or even sometimes I can't lift something, not because it's too heavy. I can actually, I'm actually strong enough to lift it. I just can't grasp it with my fingers. And that's really frustrating. Or with me, I got lucky, I guess, and... Not really lucky, but I have medical conditions. And I have to deal with these medical conditions every day. Of my whole esophagus problems. I have trouble chewing. It's hard for me to swallow. And I struggle with that. I have to have this procedure done every 8 to 10 weeks. Where they open my stomach, the entry to my stomach, up. Because it will close up or tighten up. And it's hard to get food and even liquids down. I even had an episode one time where the entry to my stomach completely shut down. Like, it completely closed. And I couldn't even get water down. Got dehydrated, lost 10 pounds in like two days. But that's a story for another day to get more in detail on that. But anyway, I deal with stuff like that all the time. And I don't know what other people in Special Olympics deal with or people that have disabilities outside of special deal with. 
but they probably deal with stuff every day that I have no clue, and you have no clue what they go through. Because when they were born, maybe, or maybe when they were little, they got diagnosed with a disability, and that either affected them intellectually or physically, sometimes both, or if you're like me, you have a disability, but on top of that, you also have medical conditions, which again, which has nothing to do with your disability. You could have, <coughs> you could have um, just medical conditions and no disability, or you could have a disability and no medical conditions. I would prefer, oh, I hope people don't have either, because they both are not very fun at all, and they're both awful to have on some days. And it's just frustrating to have either a disability or medical conditions on, like, every day. But what makes Special Olympic athletes great and why people love to watch us is because we do things that nobody thought we could do, and we don't we don't let our disability get in our way. We don't accept uh, our disability and let them let our let our disability run our lives. And what I mean by that is, if I accepted my CP, my cerebral palsy, and what I could or couldn't do, I wouldn't do anything. With cerebral palsy, your legs tighten up all the time, and you're tight. Uh, I can't run that well. It hurts to run. It hurts to just stand. Standing actually hurts more than running because I'm putting a lot of pressure on my feet. Uh, I'm really stronger on my left side, so I put a lot of body weight on my left because my right right side can't support my body weight very well sometimes because it's that weak. And it's just, you know, this kind of like spasm in my legs or tightness every day but I deal with it and that's the thing and maybe if you don't have CP you have you're autistic or you have anxiety or you have some other kind of disability that you're diagnosed with you know you've learned to deal with the adversity you're faced every day and with the person with the disability it's not that big big a deal maybe or they don't make it seem like it's that big a deal I scratch that it is a big deal but they don't make it seem like it's that big a deal because they deal with it every single day. Having a disability, yeah, it's hard. And there's a lot of negatives to it, like I just kind of mentioned. But there is an upside to everything. There's always a little bit of an upside. And that is, you learn that life isn't fair, but you can still accomplish your goals and dreams in life. But you learn that adversity is always going to be there. Even if you don't have a disability. We all face adversity every day. I talked about how you know a lot of people don't know what people with disabilities go through. Because you don't have a disability. So how would you know? But there's people out there. like Well, everyone. Even people that don't have disabilities. They probably go through stuff that... You know, like I or someone with a disability has no idea what they go through. They face their own adversity. But they don't have an intellectual or physical disability, you know, slowing them down every, every day. 
I always think that people with disabilities, they face adversity like everybody else. We just had to learn earlier, way earlier in life, uh, the life lessons of overcoming adversity, that life really isn't fair. You have to work for what you want. You're going to have setbacks. You're going to hit rock bottom several, several times in your life. And with a disability, I think the advantage is you learn that early on in life. You don't wait till you're 16, 18, 25, 35 to face real adversity in your lifetime. You face adversity sometimes day one of your life. Or when you're 10 and you don't know where you fit in because you look, you may look different than everybody else. And, you know, everyone knows that. And they might treat you differently just because you have a disability. By treating you differently, I mean, like, they talk slow to you. Like, you don't know anything. Or they ask you questions about your disability. If you're like me and have a physical disability, that may bother you as a kid. Like, what's wrong with your hand? That's the question I always got. Hey, what's wrong with your hand? What's wrong with your hand? It's like, I don't know. I'm only like 10, 11 years old. I just want to play sports and be a kid. Stop asking me about my hand. It's driving me insane. I hate that. Don't ask me about my hand. That's how I felt when I was a kid. Now I don't really care at 28 years old. At least I shouldn't care like that. That'd be really immature if I kind of still acted like how I did when I was 11. When they asked me about my hand. Now I just make up funny stories and, or I, you know, tell them what's wrong with my hand. But still, as a kid, you don't want to be asked about your disability because you're just trying to fit in. And that's the thing. As a kid, is that the 11 year old or a 17 year old? You know, you're all, you're trying to fit in. You're trying to figure out who you are. So imagine trying to figure out who you are and you have a disability and you already either you look different than the other kids or you know maybe you're smart but you just need a little more help in class because reading is hard for you that was me reading was hard for me still is I'm way 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 better at it now but still reading was very hard for me with my disability and I don't know, most, most of my disability physical and probably affected a little intellectually, but I really didn't know why I had trouble reading. Well, actually, uh, I think sixth grade, I figured out one of the reasons was my eyesight was like terrible. So that made a lot of sense of why I wasn't very good at reading, couldn't track the lines. So I had that to worry about. So I was terrible at reading and uh, I was like terrified to like speak to get up in front of the class and read in front of the class because I would struggle on every other word. So imagine that you have this intellectual disability and you're trying to fit in and you're trying to fit in with the other kids that don't have a disability and you don't want to seem different, but it's hard not to seem different because maybe it's really noticeable like mine was, or is, I mean, like mine is, and you're just like, you don't know what to do, it was very hard, you didn't know what to do, you, you, I felt like my disability was a punishment, which is not, but 
as a kid, it felt like my disability was a punishment. Like I did something wrong and now I got this disability and I'm paying for it. And maybe, I don't know, I don't know how other people feel that have disabilities, how they felt growing up as kids or the kids that are in high school or middle school or grade school feel with their disability. But it is hard because, I mean, how can you talk to your friends about it when they don't even have a disability? It's really hard to find someone to turn to. Now, I will say, Special Olympics has done a great job, a great job of getting like schools involved in Special Olympics and they get to know more uh, students in the school that have disabilities, whether it's intellectual or physical, and it doesn't seem like that big a deal. At least maybe when they show like the videos and we put videos on the Special Olympics Nebraska YouTube channel, subscribe to that by the way and it seems like the whole school is like behind special olympics program and they are but still i bet it's still hard because at the end of the day there's only a couple students in the school going home from going home every day with that disability and sometimes the disability is the hardest at home and you don't see what's happening at their at someone's house every day, what they go through. And that's just like anyone that doesn't have a disability. I bet there's a lot of stuff that uh, students go through or or adults with and without disabilities. And when they go home, like you really don't see the struggles they deal with every day. But with a disability, like I said, I've seen uh, a lot of, like I've said before, sorry, I was trained thought. Like I said, you know, you don't have a disability, so it's hard to, you know, explain exactly what you go through, like, physically. I could tell you about all the pain I've dealt with with CP, and I don't even have cerebral palsy that bad as some other people do in the world with cerebral palsy. Like, I saw this statistic on Instagram the other day. It was like one in three people with cerebral palsy get extreme like spasms every day so I get spasms that are, are pretty bad compared to someone that doesn't have cerebral palsy but it, I can imagine like what someone like is more affected with cerebral palsy goes through that someone that's confined to like a wheelchair or someone that's confined to a wheelchair and is affected physically but also intellectually I don't know and think about the people that are affected intellectually that you know Maybe they don't communicate that well, or it's hard for them to communicate. I bet they don't. I bet deep inside, like they wish they didn't have that that disability. That like it was. They work so hard to try to get a sentence out, or they work so hard to like try to fit in. But like, maybe they have a stuttering issue, or like, or they have a like a speech thing they have to work on, and they're trying to make friends, and maybe they get made fun of. Hopefully they don't. I would think, like I said, I think today is a lot better. Even when I was in high school back in 2014, 13. But still, it still happens. And having a disability, like I said, it, that holds them back. To having that problem with trying to, or not problem, but disability. Trying to speak and get out a sentence. When you're just trying to fit in with all the other students at your school. Or all your other co-workers at work. <laughs> and so, what makes 
Special Olympics athletes. So great. Or just anybody. Even if you're not in Special Olympics. But like I said, most of these people in uh, with a disability on this podcast are in Special Olympics. Is we do things that are awesome. And we don't let our disabilities define what we can and can't do. We don't let our disability just hold us back. And there honestly are probably some people out there maybe that do let their disabilities hold them back. But hopefully we can find those people and bring them to Special Olympics and show them that, look, it's going to be hard. You already know that life is hard because you have a disability and you may have some restrictions that you were born with, either physically or intellectually. But here at Special Olympics, you know, we don't let that stop you from achieving what you want to achieve in life. And that's what is the great thing about Special Olympics is it really shows you that, you know, you can do anything that's possible. And you just got to keep working at it. And I think at least what I've learned with a disability is like it's just going to take longer than someone that doesn't have a disability. Like I compare, not much anymore, but as a kid, I was always comparing myself to my twin, Wes, and the stuff that he could do. And I was always very proud of him and the stuff that he could do and stuff he accomplished in his life. But like I wanted to do it too, like moving out or uh, getting a job really easy that he wanted or just the success he had on the basketball court in high school and college. And I wanted to do that too, but it just took me longer. And that's what I've learned. Maybe it's just going to take us longer to get to where we want to go in life. But we'll get there. And I think one of the advantages of having a disability is we know that from a very, very early, early age in life. That, hey, this is going to be tough. Real tough. But just think of how you'll feel when you accomplish that dream you want in life. In Special Olympics. When you join Special Olympics, it's like, it's like, it's just this great, like, weight lifted off your shoulders. Because here's here's this program that's willing to help you find your place in the world and find a way to accomplish your dreams in life. They'll go to the ends of the earth for you to help you lift mountains and accomplish your dreams on the playing field and in life. I mean, I don't know why I wouldn't be this far without Special Olympics. I mean, before the year before I joined Special Olympics, I was sitting on the bench. I was the manager of my brother's team. And I really didn't know what was next for me. I knew I had to play basketball every day because I was just trying to fit in in sixth grade and deal with being looking different than all the other kids because they didn't have one good arm and an arm that looked different. And so basketball was what really helped me get through it. And I, But I don't know if I would have been able to just go to the YMCA every day to play basketball. Just to help me get through having a disability. I needed goals. I needed dreams. I needed something to work towards. Just like everybody. Whether you're in school still or you got a job. We all need something to work towards in life. To achieve. And Special Olympics. For people with disabilities. And without. But... Right now, I'm talking people with disabilities. It's a godsend to like find, to find Special Olympics and know that hey, this organization is really here to help me get where I want to be. 
and I don't have to do this alone. So that's just some thoughts I had on why it's not, you know, I don't think people should think having a disability is really a great thing to have. I think people should look at the person that has a disability and see like, wow, look what that person did on the playing field or at their job or at school and all things they accomplish in life. And they did it in spite of their disability. They didn't let their disability stop them from doing what they wanted to do. Because it's not what makes, the disability is not what makes the person great. The person inside, like what their determination, their drive. And they could have that drive, like even if they didn't have a disability. I bet they, they could still be the same person they are today without a disability. That drive in them to want to succeed in life. That's what makes them great. Not their disability. The person inside is what makes them a great athlete, a great coworker, a great student, and just a great person overall. So that's some of the thoughts I had on how I think uh, people should see other people with disabilities and what they have to go through in life. And uh, we all have struggles, like I said. It's just sometimes with a disability, your struggles are more noticeable. And maybe, you, like I said, the road to your, to your goals in life just may be a little bit more longer. But it doesn't mean you can't succeed in life. So please subscribe to the podcast, Brave in the Attempt. And we'll have more of Wyatt Rants. And more importantly, we'll have more interviews coming up in the near future on the podcast, Brave in the Attempt. See ya.